2: I'm Sandy. I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Andy. Uh, On and off today, uh, whilst I've been at work, I've been thinking, we're uh, sharing at my home group tonight, speaking at my home group tonight. And uh, that and it's, that is miraculous, you know, because before Alcoholics Anonymous, I mean, uh, one, I wouldn't have been at work, I would have been around someone's house or thinking, how oh, am I going to get uh, a drink tonight? What can I sell? um who am i gonna have to pay back i can't go there because i owe them money i'll have to keep out of there because i owe their money you know and um you know i've got 10 minutes and 10 minutes to uh talk about what i found in alcoholics anonymous you know, i mean what's happened in my life what's changed what's changed about me all the things that have happened i mean 10 minutes is just not not long enough you know and uh you know i can often uh you know gratitude you know i hope i Never forget to be grateful, you know, because uh, going back to what it was like, you know, I mean, I uh, said briefly there, it was like, I mean, uh, as my uh, as my drinking got worse and worse and worse and worse, um, I, I just never ever, I never ever really thought that the, the, the problem was me, you know, I mean, I never really thought that the problem was me, you know, and um, I mean, the way that I can, the job that I do today, I'm going to deal with... Um, uh, clients that have got really quite complex needs sometimes, you know, and, uh, without this, without recovery in Alcoholics Anonymous, I would never, I wouldn't be able to, uh, let's say, uh, deliver a pint of milk. Do you know what I mean? I'd probably smash it or not go, not turn up. Do you know what I mean? I just, I just, just was so, um, an extreme example of self will run riot, you know, and, um, and when I first read about that, you know, and I really got, I thought that is just so me, you know, when I arrived in Alcoholics Anonymous, um, after talking to doctors talking to counsellors you know and um that just, just the utter uh, it was just so painful it was just so painful you know I mean I i never told them anything I mean if I met you in a club or a nightclub you know I was not going to tell you I haven't I've had a fab day today do you know what I mean I would be start. I would begin telling you how crap life was isn't it isn't it oh, and it was just it was just misery you know uh and it was like that when I wasn't drinking you know it was like that when I wasn't drinking you know and I, I just couldn't live uh I know that now I just could not live sober I couldn't live sober like normal people uh and as things got as I said as things got worse and worse I, was, I just I was uh I was just baffled you know I was just uh, how do people get in from what? it was just painful do you know what I mean and I got to that point after doctors and counsellors where uh to cut a long story short you know uh I just uh, picked up the phone. I think it was about 3 a.m. in the morning, something like that. And I phoned Alcoholics Anonymous. And there it began. You know, I was 12 step the next day. And I won't forget that 12 step call, you know, that these two guys started to talk to me about how it was for them, how they were, you know, and that identification, you know. And I was in this uh, crummy little bed set, you know, and, um, and I just thought that, there's something there, you know, and I never got that from any doctor or counsellor, you know, and that very first night I went to my first meeting, you know, and I've forgotten lots of meetings, but I won't forget that meeting, you know, that sitting in that meeting and it was just something was, I just, it, it really was magic, you know, and there's no other word to describe that. You know, it was magic because, you know, and I hope that if you're new that you feel that way as well, you know, you maybe have just come back, uh, but, um, I hope that you feel like that in our courts and you know, because I certainly did, you know, and uh I just, I knew nothing, but I wanted to come back, you know, I wanted to come back. I mean, I remember going to that first meeting. I wish you should share this, and I said to the guy who took me to the meeting, I said, what if they don't like me? Because that's all I was concerned about, you know, that... um 'Cause I did, I used to look around the meeting and I think, He don't like me, you don't like me very much. He's just giving me a funny look, that one there. He don't like me, I'll keep away from him. And that's what my Ed would be like all the time. You know, and uh just the, the chief critic and I really was, you know. Um and so when I read my Just for Today card, that kind of always wrote, always stands out at me but that one, you know, just for today I will not criticise, not one bit, you know, because it's still there, you know, that I that I I, I, I can do that. Uh, but anyway, I, I heard what I did in that meeting, you know, and I I just thought, I, I, I just have to go back, you know, and I, and I went back home, and I told my family, um, I said, I'm an alcoholic, I said, I'm an alcoholic, because I didn't know what was wrong. <clears throat> but you did, you knew, you know, and for the first time, another thing that was r- really miraculous is that I agreed with somebody, because I, I would disagree with you, there was, there was no question at all that you were right. You were not, you know, I was going to prove it. I, You know, I always used to say I've read a book on it. I used to felt well known for that. I've read a book on it. I'd never read any books. I used to read the last couple of pages. So I got the gist of the story so I could tell you the end. I never read the start or the middle, you know, and I never read instructions on things. You know, I'd get those air fixed models. No need for those instructions and wouldn't read them, you know. Don't take no notice of that. There's no need for that, like decorating and that. I mean, I don't do Anything like that, you know. I think my sponsor said, Don't do things like that. <laughs> <laughs> Flat pack furniture for me, it just doesn't work, you know. I can't do it. <laughs> no. I know John's a bit of a dab hand, I think. Um, but I was uh, I heard that message, you know. Um, I used to think, Oh, he said that last week. He said that you keep saying about getting a sponsor. He, he said the same, he said getting a sponsor, you know, and then you know, the penny dropped. And... And I got a sponsor, you know, I heard my sponsor share and I thought that it's just exactly how I was, you know, but he's not like that anymore. You know, I mean, when I, when I first arrived here, the old timers will be able to remember, I wouldn't go near you if I saw that you were smiling because I didn't do smiling. I couldn't, I'm keeping away from them. They're laughing, you know, because I couldn't, I just couldn't be around happy people. (laughs) I really struggled with that. And uh, today it's completely the other way, you know. I um, would rather be around happy people, you know, like minded people. And uh, so I asked this man to sponsor me. You know, people kept saying to me, Andy, have you got a sponsor yet? Have you got a sponsor yet? You know, and, um, and I heard this man share and I, and I did. And I asked, I went up and I said, Will you, will you sponsor me? And he, and he agreed. I mean, I think about that today, I think how lucky am I that he agreed to sponsor me, you know, because I was so um, full of defects in me, you know, I mean, I walked away and thought, he doesn't look very grateful that I've asked him, you know, he hasn't got, <laughs> he hasn't looked very happy, you know, and uh, and I did, I really did, I mean, that's just so arrogant and, and rude, you know, I mean, this man agreed to sponsor me and take me through the recovery program, you know, and, uh, there there was, there was enough, I mean, I was beaten, I just knew, I knew, I I knew that I just could not do it, I could not stay sober, you know, and again, I hope that if you knew that you're, that you're not, um, you know, that we've quit the debating society, you know, I couldn't, you know, just couldn't think about it anymore, um, and I started to take actions, you know, I I started to do what he told me to do, you know, um, you know, if he asked me to be around his house at a certain time, I was there, you know. Uh, if he asked me to read certain things, I did it, you know. And I and I and I and I sought his guidance and direction, you know, with things, you know, because there was things that I, I just needed to check out, you know. And um, and it's still that way today, you know. There's nothing quite like that. You could talk to anybody, you know, but there's that certain things that you just need to say to my sponsor, you know. I, I couldn't, you know. And and things have just absolutely rocketed you know um changed completely you know and of course the, ch- the direction of my life has changed completely you know from you know my last drink was in a clean cupboard with a load of motts and cleaning fluid with the door closed thinking it's finished how did i end up here you know uh, <laughs> how does i end up in a clean cupboard with uh, uh, a little flask of brandy guzzling for dear life you know and thinking i'm gonna have to commit suicide because I just couldn't find a way out. That has completely turned around and changed. Everything has changed. The, the relationship with my family, um, the kind of work that I do, you know. But it, it has come out of, uh, absolutely putting my recovery first. And that is the way I like it. You know, I don't, um, I don't have to force myself to do that. You know, it's, thank God, you know, I found, you know, a home group. You know, it's, uh, it's fast approaching 20 years this year you know in in september it will be 20 years you know um i've got the same sponsor i've got the same home group you know i don't need to change anything you know and when things have kind of felt a bit you know we're promised certain trials and low spots normal life i just call that you know Um my sponsor said things like up your meetings uh, get your meeting work with newcomers you know and it works and it keeps working you know Um so if you're new. Sponsor Big Book and uh, get yourself a home group and keep coming back. And uh, I'll let Big Nose come up now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Good evening, everyone. My name's John, and I'm an alcoholic. (laughs) He really was a miserable bastard when he first turned up here. He really was. (laughs) What a change! I mean, what a thing! I always break into a broad smile when I see Andy these days, and um, it's long been that way. Um, and what a privilege and an honour to have um, Steve H down as well, who'll be sharing for us tonight. I, I just whenever I see Steve, I always think about. I actually went up to the. Um, uh, I went up to the Preston House today. I would just every every lunchtime, I I walk from West Ho where I work. Up to town is just one of my things, you know. And a little mooch around the shops, and um, and then walk back. But this time, I took a little detour to um, the <coughs> Abbey Hall, where where uh, many of us are going tomorrow. Had a little look at the Priston House. Had a little look at the. Uh, there's one of the um, on the paving stones. I think the paving. Some of the paving stones are old gravestones, and you can just make out the words "Entrance to John" on one of these paving stones. And um, honestly, have a look. On, uh, have a look tomorrow. <clears throat> and and um, I was there, and, and I remember. And I remember one time we came out of that Friday meeting, after the meeting, on the way to, before, on the, way to the thick shakes. And um, Steve's lovely BMW had been done in by some scrope. You know, he smashed his, uh, <coughs> smashed his front window. And he just took it. He just, he just, you know, and it's, he just rolled with that punch. You know, it didn't seem to phase him. You know, it didn't seem to cripple him like it would have crippled me. I thought, well, oh dear how You know, that is, that is, I mean, it impressed me. You know that you know that people who would, people like him who had been in here, they'd got this uh, higher power into their lives. They were they were just able to accept you know the highs and lows of living, and that is something that before I came here and got a sponsor and did the twelve steps, I couldn't do at all. You know, it was uh, you know I was just like Andy, you know, just uh, you know trying you know trying. Wanted to control everything. Wanted to you know things had to go my way. You know what I mean? They had to go my way. And they're still that is my main problem, if you like, these days, you know, is 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 you know, battling with this or trying to make sure that I'm doing enough of the spiritual AA actions that I don't fall into the trap of thinking everything's got to be done my way. Because if I let that kind of thinking for me, if I let that kind of thinking persist, I'll inevitably take a drink again because I can't I just don't I'm not able to get my own way all the time. You know what I mean? You know, and the pain of not being, the pain of trying to run my life on self-will, you know, you know, full of fear as well. You know, it was no wonder that I, I loved alcohol so much, you know, cause it just did for me something that, you know, nothing else did for me what alcohol did. Nothing. You know, it just, it just took away all that pain, you know, it took away all that fear just for a while, you know, and I'd feel like, oh, like you hear often, you often hear people share in meetings, you know, just the first, you know, that, where is it? Andy? You know, just the, thank you, sir. Um, just the first of the ring pull or something like that, you know, or just getting the money out of the cash point, you know, I think, oh, it's all right. I mean, I used to go to the cash point, you know, because we're on the bones of our ass due to my drinking. You know, Steve was there on his BMW often. and I was riding a push bike to the Friday meeting. And, um, you know, we had a car, but I was just, no. um, you know, I'd get, I'd go to the cash point and I'd be, and I'd be praying for enough money in there to get my vodka and my beers and my Marlborough. You know, because otherwise the, the evening would be a complete and utter write-off. You know what I mean? What am I going to do if I can't get my vodka, my, my, my tinnies, and my, and my Marlborough? You know? And, um, you know, and, and if there wasn't enough money in there, I'd have to find some way of getting money. Like, I think Andy was sort of sharing, you know, to find some way of getting money. You know, maybe I'd go and ask the wife's parents, you know, make up some story that I needed 30 quid, something like that. And that was what, you know, I was obsessed with alcohol. You know, I was really obsessed with alcohol because, because as I explained before, I really needed alcohol I really 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 needed alcohol if you had as much fear and as much resentment that i had as I had towards the end of my drinking you you'd have to drink <laughs> no alternative you know, and I didn't know there was another way of living a way of living without alcohol, you know sober you know just uh it just i hadn't got a clue, absolutely not a clue you know i'm not, i mean i <sighs> thank God, like Andy said, you know, thank God eventually I was beaten and I rocked up to you know, the the Road to Recovery group of Alcoholics Anonymous Plymouth, you know and I met this happy band, you know, the Steve and Alexis here, and Wayne and um, you know, a few other good fellows <clears throat> and they gave me the good news they were, just like Andy said, they were, they, they kept on about getting a sponsor and doing the 12 steps, you know, and, and I was and I, and I too thought I mean, that's all they seem to talk about. You know what I mean? But I mean, there were some other stuff, you know, there was there were other things. I remember I remember Wayne sharing one time about um coming back from London, I think, you know, done some exams, and he shared about the fact that if he passed these exams or if he failed these exams, it would be the right result. It would be the right result. It was just like the incident with Steve and his BMW. You know, that just the ability to be able to accept whatever whatever comes along. I put the footwork in. And I'll accept whatever comes along because they obviously had a, they had a higher power in their life. That's what, that that was the difference between them and me. Up until then, I hadn't been taking any actions to get a higher power in my life. I need a higher power. This is a spiritual program. I need a higher power that will solve my problem, that will, that will release me from the obsession with drink, you know. But of course, I had to try, I had to get rid of self will, you know. So I, so eventually, I too, you know, the the moment came, I sat in a Friday meeting and the penny dropped and thought, maybe I should do these 12 steps. You know what I mean, they, they all seem to—they all seem to get a lot out of it. They're all—they're all there in, in McDonald's, sucking down these thick shakes, having an absolute laugh. And I'm—and I'm—you know—I'm—I'm I'm, laughing—I'm <laughs> laughing along with them. But I'm not really—wasn't—I was faking it to make it, as they say. You know, I wasn't—I hadn't really got it. I hadn't really got it because I was just messing about. I was just treating AA like a bolt-on extra, you know. And um, you know, I had to—I had to give myself fully and completely to this simple 12-step program. And try and do the things that my sponsor had been telling me to do. You know, I used to walk up, I was on the tea duty. I think when I was first, I was sponsored into the tea duty by um, by, by one of the guys, and um, uh, and I was turning up. I wasn't turning up in time for the. I wasn't turning up at half past six. You know, and somebody would have turned the urn on because uh, back at the at the Priston House, we didn't. We had an urn. I think you had to come up from downstairs or something like that. It was um, it was a laugh in the Um of us. Um, and and somebody else was doing this, you know. And one day I thought, no, I've got to I've got to get there half past six. So this, you know, I could do my bit. You know, it just it just took me a while to get to get to grips with this thing that I had to put this above everything else. And um, thank God the day came when I was able to do that. And uh and my sponsor showed me how to take my inventory. <clears throat> he showed me how to do step four of this of this programme, you know, and I wrote down all my resentments, you know, these the, uh, and I wrote down all my fears and my inappropriate sexual conduct, and there was a, you know, there was a reasonably long list, you know what I mean, and um, uh, and some of those things I wasn't going to tell anybody, you know, some some to, to me was quite dodgy stuff, you know what I mean. I wasn't going to tell anybody, um, but I told my in step five, I read all these things out to my sponsor over in, uh, you know, somewhere on uh, Dartmoor there, and. Um, and what, I mean, I, I mean, it's not as if I was completely ignorant of some of the spiritual, uh, principles in life, you know, do somebody a good turn and what have you, and you'll get re- rewarded. And so I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, ignorant of some of these things, but I was pretty crap at, pretty crap at applying them. You know what I mean? I didn't really apply, I was just self-centered and just concerned with what I could get out of life, you know, but, you know, and I, but I, I shared all this stuff with my sponsor and the bloody lights came on. The book says that, you know, at step five, we may have, we may have had certain spiritual beliefs, but now we begin to have a spiritual experience. I was rocketed into the fourth dimension. I mean, I floated into the, Tuesday, I floated into the Sunday meeting that was over at Peral then, and I just couldn't believe it. I just could not believe what this program had done. I was absolutely overjoyed. I mean, it would just, you know, I used to, you know, get hold of the wife, you know, playfully, um, like the old days, <laughs> and square her off by the shoulders and say, there's a God. There's a God. Going, All right. Yeah, John, you know, makes a cup of tea, you know. <laughs> and there's, and because I was just, I realized that there is a higher power. There is a God that has, that has, that has saved me, you know. And like I said the other night, I, I need to, I, I'm saved every day of this, the last 21 years of sobriety in this home group, you know, because not one day in that 21 years have I had the power to say so with myself. Not one. I've got no more power to do that than I did back in 95, you know, so I'm saved every day, Um, but, you know, but it's by doing, it's by having a sponsor, following my sponsor's suggestions, and, you know, being part of a strong home group, and uh, thanks very much.
1: I'm Alexis, I'm an alcoholic. (laughs) Did I say that a bit loud? Not not through his fingers in his ears. Um, yeah, um, thanks for all the previous speakers. Happy birthday, Road to Recovery group. I guess if you're new, you may be wondering, aren't they all taking this a bit seriously, having like some kind of a celebration about a bloody AA group? Isn't that a bit over the top? But um, I guess if you're new, you also haven't experienced the uh, how well AA works. You know, it's... Uh, my, my transformation when I did the twelve steps. I mean, if you ask my parents or the people that were around me when I was drinking, what it was like, and if I, I could just tell you how I felt, and you probably all relate to it, uh, the, the it was hor- it was really horrible. It was so horrible. It makes me laugh. It was. So, it's just I've never felt anything like it since the misery uh, of being an active alcoholic who cannot find a solution. So the astonishment when I came along to a bunch of amateurs. Who were doing, who were, you know, were were pushing this a spiritual program, um, and it worked. And it didn't just work. It was like, oh, I don't want to drink. I'm now convinced I never have to drink again, and everything inside me has changed. It's like I, I felt the world seemed more positive. See this, you know, no wonder I want to celebrate Alcoholics Anonymous. I was, I was, it wasn't just a bad period I was going through. It wasn't just a bit of pain. I needed a year with a therapist or something. I, I could sense like my, my, my oncoming mental and physical death. It was grim. And this solved it when I least expected it and in a way that was indescribably more wonderful than I could have imagined. And that's a fact. You know, I'm not pitching something to you now. That's what it felt like. I was 23 and something happened in my life. Um, you know, I'm not singing glory, glory, hallelujah. It's, it was a practical thing. You know, my feet were on the ground and my parents were astonished. Everyone was, was amazed what had happened to me. They couldn't believe it. They thought, when's the other shoe going to drop? When's he going to drink again? When's he going to screw up? What's, this is just another of his fads. But, you know, I'm, I'm still here. I'm still sober. And my dad would love to be able to give money to Alcoholics Anonymous. You know, we don't take outside donations, but they—they, they, um, my family are very grateful. So <clears throat> that's why we celebrate it. I mean, the, you know, in a home group as well, how's, it's helped me. For a lot of people here, I know that coming to an AA meeting—that's how the message was was carried to you. Coming to a home group where the message, the same thing, was being said again and again by these people week after week. And you got it all. The, the penny dropped. You did the steps. This group wasn't around when I got sober. You, you don't, you know, you don't need this group to get sober. You, you just don't. Um, uh, I got sober before this group was started, and I had an amazing spiritual awakening through doing the twelve steps. Um, the other thing why an AA group has been very, uh, and this is where it's been more helpful to me, is keeping me around Alcoholics Anonymous, keeping me interested. AA as an idea, AA as, as a principle, an action, as somewhere I can get active, be a part of a, a helping others, a social thing, it's just grown for me almost continuously over the past 20, uh, 23 years it's been. And uh, that wouldn't have been possible if I was just hanging around on my own, um, drifting from meeting to meeting. It is being part of something strong, something focused, and um, something disciplined. And discipline... A home group can't impose discipline, a sponsor can't impose discipline, but I needed to learn self-discipline when I came, uh, you know, if I wanted to get sober, one of the primary symptoms of my alcoholism was a total lack of self-discipline. And in the end, it wasn't about using self-discipline to stop drinking. If you're an alcoholic of my type, you will never be able to use self-discipline to stop drinking. You could be... I could, And I I speak for myself because I I could see my future. And that's what what crushed me and made me willing to discipline myself to do the steps. Because that's what was important. I wasn't trying to discipline myself to stop drinking. It was disciplining myself to do the steps. And what crushed me and made me do that, I saw my future. And I saw that I could be lying in a hospital bed at 27, bleeding out in my insides, and just thinking, I'll I'll sort it out tomorrow. I'll discipline myself with my drinking tomorrow. It was never going to happen. What I needed was the discipline to do the 12 steps, and I was unable, when I saw those 12 steps, there was no way, there was no way I could do them, they were like in a foreign language to me, I, I, had, the, I had like posters of Einstein on my wall, I was a man of science, this to me was a, a fellowship, when I first, before I knew it worked, it was a fellowship of deluded idiots, because spirituality you know you said you weren't religious i don't care if you're not religious you're still spirituality you're still making it up as you go along you still haven't got a clue you're not scientific we live in the 20th century you know or 20, 21st century as it is now it was not um it didn't it, it it was i i needed to be shown how to turn these 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 12 steps into actions and um I said to myself, and I, I sensed intuitively, once I, once I had the total inner collapse due to my drinking, uh, utter collapse, I sensed intuitively that I needed to take action urgently, precisely, and you know, coherently. I couldn't muck, I couldn't leave it another day. I couldn't, Wait until I felt better. I could not wait, and I had to get it right. I knew I was living on borrowed time. My sponsor didn't have to tell me any of that. That was not... I didn't go to my sponsor, and he didn't say to me, you must take action immediately. You must do everything I say. You must share with me precisely. He didn't do any of that. I knew, because I'd had years of being undisciplined, putting it off till tomorrow, thinking I knew better. These were, you know yes drink was a common thread running through my life but the biggest thing was my defiance because i knew again and again in the face of terrible pain and many people's offer to try and help me i had resisted i had screwed up again and again so that's what made me discipline myself to listen to the sponsor and i um and as i say the the result was was beyond anything i could have imagined and that's uh, it's a funny thing in AA. You hear that so much. It's happened so much in AA. People have spiritual awakenings. They're astonished. They're amazed. If you come to a meeting where there are a lot of spiritual awakenings, people will accuse you of being like over the top. <laughs> you know, people just seem a bit too happy. But if there's a lot of spiritual awakenings going on, how can you not be happy? And it's, it's, it's been since, you know, anyway. Um, so some of the other things as a, as a newcomer I guess I was I had, I thought this AA What do, do I do I need to be this obsessed do I need to be this involved it's like I kind of think sometimes if I say to a new person yeah I've been, I've been coming to AA for 23 years and I'm still sober and they're like well done 23 years in AA really do I have to do that can't I just kind of do the steps and get on with my life Here's, here's the thing. AA is all about getting on with your life. That's what it's about. I'll tell you what AA is really not about is the constant victims who drift in and out of different recovery programs and never get to live their life because they're obsessed with their alcoholism and addiction because they never recover. You know, that's what, what I'm about. I will come to AA and I will dedicate myself to Alcoholics Anonymous so that outside of Alcoholics Anonymous, I'm free. I'm free to, I have the power to do what I want when I want it, to achieve to my greatest potential. Because my biggest enemy is me. And I come to AA to defeat me. And that is, that's the truth. And uh, some of the most free people that I have met... Because in the end, freedom's about inside. Some of the most free people I've met have been in Alcoholics Anonymous, in strong, disciplined groups. You look at their lives, they've achieved things. They've gone out, they've stood out. They've stood up for things outside of Alcoholics Anonymous. They've they've done stuff that most people, you see, don't do because of the simple fact that coming to AA does not restrict me. It frees me. I mean, it'd be fine if I wasn't a self-centered, self-willed, if that wasn't my natural state then yeah i could just leave alcoholics anonymous it would be no big deal but that's um it seems to be something in me that it, it it makes me makes me my own worst enemy so being part of a group like this and it is i've i've been this this is this is a good group it's one of the things um you know if you, if you stay in aa longer than uh, A few years you'll start thinking of leaving every so often. If you stay in a home group with the same sponsor for more than a few years, you start thinking of getting rid of them every so often. So what's kept me around, and this is why being part of a successful, vibrant home group is so helpful for me in the long term. What's kept me around hasn't been me saying, just damn, I've got to stop. That would have been really interesting, by the way. You can come up and ask me afterwards and I'll tell you what kept me around. Thank you to our first three speakers. I would now like to introduce tonight's final
3: speaker, Steve. Thanks very much. My name's Steve, and I'm an alcoholic. Yes, Steve. Came straight from work, as you can see. Left Bristol about two o'clock, um, and uh, I see that we have been joined together with new and wonderful ties in the front there. And a few other places. That used to be the joke. We used to have a Mickey Mouse tie um in in the bag that if anybody who was doing the main share um didn't turn up uh with a tie, they would have to wear the Mickey Mouse tie or something like that. It was a it was a horrible tie, I remember. <clears throat> so anyway, I, I I'm, uh, do I sound like a janner? Yeah. Excellent. I'm glad I haven't lost it. I went away, <laughs> Mike. I went away um, uh, 16 years ago. Uh, I went up to Bristol mainly for work and obviously joined an AA group up there. And um, my, my, earliest remem- my earliest memory of uh, coming into AA down here was that I joined a group of people who used to practice steps 1 in 12 to perfection, and I stuck around with them. And I stayed with them uh, for about two years. And um, I have to say, I was saying to somebody before the meeting, I never felt suicidal when I was drinking. But blimey, I felt suicidal without the drink for about two years. Um, I never heard the word sponsor mentioned. I never heard the word steps mentioned. It may have been mentioned, but I never heard it. Um, I was shown drawings of how to stay sober. I was, um, I was told just go to meetings and just don't drink whatever you do and it'll rub off on you. I was told all sorts of things, you know. The main thing I was told is that there was a, a, a group up on the hoe. No, actually they, they were at St. Boniface at the time and then they moved up onto the hoe, um, called the joys of recovery. I think they're probably still around, but at that time I was told whatever you do, by a guy that was helping me, he wasn't my sponsor, he hadn't taken the steps or anything, I don't thing. He said, whatever you do, don't go there because they're liars, they're the God squad. Um, they, they get coat hangers and they put them in their mouth and they're smiling all the time. <laughs> this is what I was told. Just don't go there, they're liars, it's not real AA. And that is the truth, honestly. So I went, as we do. And I was gobsmacked. I was just blown away up at St. Boniface College. Uh, Wayne was there, a few other members. And um, I was going through divorce at the time. Um, I stopped drinking, woke up alongside my wife and thought, who the hell is this? Didn't have a clue who she was. Um, And I decided to get divorced. No sponsorship, no steps, nothing, you know. So I went up to this place. I started whinging and moaning and about my wife as usual, as I did every meeting I went to. Um, and um, this big guy looked up, and I wasn't going to argue with him. He was big. And he said, why don't you just shut up and listen to what we're saying? And it changed my life. I, nobody had ever spoken to me like that. I was, a, I was a Plymouth Argyle football hooligan, and I used to go down Una Street fighting nearly every Saturday with and without the drink, didn't bother me. This bloke had something. And uh, this meeting, the Georgia Recovery, moved up to the hole. And at that time, I wanted a sponsor. I wanted what the guy around the corner for me had. I was 18 months without a drink. He was three months without a drink. And he had more than me. And he was teaching me about the big book and everything else. And he had a sponsor in London called, called David B. And I, I said to him, this guy, I said, why don't you come around to my place and uh, uh, we'll have a little chat about the steps. I'll get the big book out and, you know, thinking that maybe I would sponsor him. I had nothing to give, <clears throat> nothing at all. And um, he said that I would do, he said, but I've been told by my sponsor if I want to stay sober to stay well away from you. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, you know my nickname, Builder Steve. He said, no, he said, it's Angry Steve. I said, Really? So everybody in AA was calling me Builder Steve to my face, but behind my back, Wayne's laughing. He knew, uh, (coughs) calling me Angry Steve. So anyway, I I wanted what he had. I got this sponsor and, um, in London, um, I went to the joys of recovery on the whole and things started to go stale. They really did. There were, there were members that we looked up to who'd been around for 10 to 15 years at that time. And there weren't money around that had been around that long. And they stopped sharing. It was as though they, they'd they felt it was really spiritual not to say anything at the meeting. And they would just sit there with their finger on their mouth like this and just say nothing. And I know that uh, Alex was there and Wayne was there. And I know that, that Wayne questioned this to the sponsor. I never said nothing. And that was me always, uh, you know, ready to be led. And... Uh, um. Wayne had the same sponsor as me in London at the time. And uh, he was told, uh, well, if you don't like it, then form your own group. So Wayne said to me, I'm going to form my own group. Alex was up for it. And I said, well, I'm not so sure about that. Um, it's all right here. And so I went. I went with him. I just just followed. <laughs> and we went down to this cold... You guys have been saying what a beautiful building it is down at... Uh, what's it called, Alex? Well, the pristine chapel, I could never remember that name. It was cold, it was freezing, there was stone walls, there was never any heating. It was a nightmare. I mean, honestly, the meetings were great, but it was an absolute nightmare of a building. You know, and I can remember one night, we decided to, there was probably eight of us, and we decided to have a steering committee This steering committee went went on from 9 p.m. when the meeting finished till midnight. It was gone midnight when we left. We were sat there with gloves on. We were sat there with little woolly hats. And we were all having our little say. And I said, I've had enough of this. So this is what I did based on a resentment. I'll tell you what I did on a resentment, right? In the same street, right, (laughs) Uh, um, 15 minutes earlier, I formed another group and we had a meeting on the same night as the roads, right? I was really upset, you know. <laughs> they say the best meetings are formed, uh, you know, with a with a coffee pot and a resentment. Well, that was me, you know. I eventually went back. Um, it wasn't a bad meeting down there, but, you know, it wasn't the roads, and that was it. Um, I can remember one night, the quietest member he had joined by this time, uh, John um now i thought he's a classical music fan he's that type he's very very quiet this american came into our meeting and um he had long hair and uh he had a woolly hat on he looked quite cool actually and uh john looked up after a little while i said he's a member of that uh heavy metal band playing in plymouth now how did he know you know i mean He's the last person I would have expected to be a heavy metal fan. Anyway, this guy—he came across the meet- meeting with us. He came across to the meeting after the meeting over um, over at McDonald's, and uh, we had a great evening. And uh, and I think John even went to see him at some other time. I was so surprised by that that you actually knew who it was. I didn't have a clue. I am now a heavy metal fan. I have to say, um, I can remember when. A young lady came to the meeting, and uh, drunk, and we had uh, a visitor from Tor Point, uh, an, uh, uh, a male member, uh, many years sober, a lot longer sober than us, and this lady decided to kick off and uh, lift her top up. Uh, this is at the meeting, um, and uh, she had to be restrained by this other guy that was the guest speaker of that evening from Tor Point, and it was so funny there was this lady that was, that was topless she also went topless in mcdonald's with the coffee after <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is true and and um uh, they started rolling around the floor together he was trying to restrain her she just went mental she just went nuts yeah oh god i don't know <clears throat> anyway what with my With my recovery, what I have to say is I I got this sponsor and I took took this step. And I have to say, that was uh, over 27 years ago, um, 27 and a bit years ago. And uh, uh, not once has a thought of a drink returned after I took that step five in Chelsea that day. And I mean that. And I couldn't stand in front of you guys, my, my friends, my new friends, and say that. It has never returned I've gone through all sorts of situations. I mean, I, my my, my, sponsor, my sponsor at the time, who's over there, got me out of a situation where um, I was nine years sober and I just completely lost the plot because I'm not perfect. I lost the plot um, over the woman I thought understood. And uh, um, he got me out of that situation. And um, I'm losing my train of thought here. When I said the woman, I understood. I sort of lost my train of thought. Um, yeah, uh, I, I, I've I been through that. I was engaged and basically she was seeing someone else. So I was in bits and my sponsor got me out of a situation. Um, I've lost my mum in AA and I stood firm for the family at the funeral. I've lost my dad when I was in AA, both Plymouthians. And I, uh, the, the rest of the family was falling apart and I was there. Um, very, very firm and just being strong for them. Um, I've lost a company. We, we were based in London, Reading, Bristol, Exeter and Plymouth, um, in the construction industry. I lost that in AA. That was pretty devastating because I've always had this fear of financial insecurity, but I stood, I stood firm and I started up another company, um, which is doing very well and just recently uh the ultimate if, if if ever i thought that that staying sober was going to be difficult and getting the higher power through the steps if ever i thought that that was going to be difficult and surrendering on a daily basis um i was diagnosed with with cancer about uh, 3 months ago and um I'm going through treatment now, and when I was told, it was just obviously it was a bit of numbness, but I immediately dropped to my knees, you know, because that's what we do. That is what we do. If I didn't have that, and and I, I received relief, whatever is going to be is going to be, and I'm receiving excellent treatment in Bristol, um, you know, and I've been through that now, life threatening. I never ever thought. I mean, we've all got a fear of death and everything else. I never ever thought I could face that. You know, uh, holding my he- head up eye and, and, uh, as my dad would say, a- as being a man and, and not going to bits. You know, the next day I was at work. You know, I was going along for my treatment. I'm, uh, treatment is going quite well as far as I know at the moment, you know, and I've got more treatment to have. And, uh, all is well. And I hope to, I hope to pull through. I've been incredibly positive. It's okay. As Alex is sharing about having a positive mind and, and talking myself into the programme, that, that doesn't work. Through these steps, I developed a higher power. And I really go to church. You know, I, I wouldn't really say I was religious, you know, but I've got that higher power that I can't really explain. It it just comes when the poet's a fan. I mean, it really does. Um and it's an amazing thing. Um, I was going to share about something else. It's sort of drying up, really. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to end it there early. All right. Thanks very much. Thank you.